In the dark room, a bright light suddenly shone from an unknown source. Shielding his eyes, the initiate looked up to see a huge figure glowing as if he were the sun. As the initiate's eyes traveled down the body, he noticed something ever stranger. Despite the glowing upper body, the man's lower body was coarse, shaggy, and resembled the legs of a cat. Hmm? Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian, Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. Okay, Dakota, what do you think we're talking about? Well, the first thing that came to mind is something akin to human centipede. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to give you a detailed excri- description of the human centipede. I feel like we've talked about it on this podcast. I mean, go for it. Absolutely. But I think we've talked about it. Well, not in detail. That's right. That's why I said go for it. <laughs> so, in the first movie, these two chicks, they show up to this guy's house and they're like, oh, our car's broken down. And, you know, you're, th- you're thinking, oh, uh, is he going to be a pervert? Kind of. Uh, he ends up, I think he drugs him or something. I'm going off memory. Uh, and then they wake up and they're like, oh, what happened? Oh, why is my, oh, my ass is sewn to my best friend's mouth. Blech. And then there's an Asian man whose my mouth is sewed to his ass. What? What is, ha- what kind of rom-com ah, is this? I don't think I'd want to be the middle one. Yeah, no, me neither. And, and you know, we, um, so it's interesting because they used uh, for the front an Asian man who d- didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts on that is that it was probably like, you know, this thing, this human centipede that this guy created was supposed to be like an animal. Mm-hmm. And so having a person who couldn't speak English, you know, and you can't the, empathize the f- with it. Oh, I suppose uh, I was thinking that for, us versus them situation. from his, well, from his perspective, it's like, this is my animal. You yeah. can't, talk to animals right right and anyways so you know you'd, you'd feed the, uh, the the human centipede and then it poop and it poop into the middle person and then into the third person and it was so disgusting that who comes up with these ideas and why do i think tom it's you? six i believe is his name not dakota Lawson. not dakota loss no i couldn't eat right for the three days afterwards oh my not even not even kidding it was awful and then do you then, see poop in the no, I have, I don't think so. But you you see the expressions of the person. The, the you see the first time it happens, the Asian person. He's like uh, basically akin to "I'm sorry," like I can't hold back anymore, even though he's been trying to. Mm-hmm. And then it happens, and you see the face of the second person go, "Oh, you know, it was mm. it was terrible." Um, and then they made a sequel. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It was weird. It was like it was very meta. This uh, this dude, this creepy dude, was watching the movie The Human Centipede, and he decided he wanted to do it, but he did it with 12 people Ew. instead. And then, I haven't seen the third one, oh, God. but the third one, this is taking a really long tangent, yeah. sorry, but the third one, I haven't seen it, but- Wait, have you seen the second one? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It was also in black and white. They were mm. like, oh, let's be artsy. Uh, and- the third one, I guess, takes place in a prison, 
and they do it with like 500 people. <laughs> you would be dead. You would not get enough nutrients yeah. or sustenance. Yeah. Like that last person, that number 500. Yeah. Like they'd just they be wouldn't like, be getting food. No, they'd just be like a dangling body attached to an ass. Basically. <laughs> so anyways, someone attached a cat to the bottom of this person. <laughs> I mean, you're close. That's surprising. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, close, but like also not at all. But, oh, okay. Um, I didn't actually write a little segue here. I have last week's segue mm. copied and pasted. Well, so, you, have to you, read, you have to read what you wrote. Yeah, I do have to read what I wrote okay. for today's so, Wicked so, Wednesday. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read it because I, after we do our golden nugget, I have a good little segue for oh, you. Oh, so, okay, okay, yeah. okay. What's your golden nugget? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, thinking about our, our house and we've got an open house today. Again? Again, but it's our second one, and I I feel really hopeful about this one. Good. You know? I hope so. (laughs) I feel that this is our time, you know? Well, Kaylee is casting a spell for us. Oh, so you're going to just out her as a witch on this podcast? I don't think she's, like, hiding that. She she might get burned at the stake, dear. That's true. We have talked a lot. We're going to even talk about witches today. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Anyways... Cool. I'm happy that so, you're hopeful. So, yeah, I think it'll be good. Cool. Uh, what is your golden nugget? Summer holidays, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> That's it. I got nothing. That's like it. Like, well, what are, I, what are we doing this this summer? We. I feel like we ask this every time, and I'm like, I don't know. We do nothing. And you're like, no, we do things. And I'm like, okay, ah. well, we're, we're going camping next. <laughs> yeah, we're going not to Cypress the, Hills. Not this week, but the week after. Yes, which I am very excited about because I have been wanting to go there for quite a long time. And I always get Cypress Hills and Grasslands mixed up for whatever reason. And Grasslands yeah. is like the boring, shitty place. Yeah. Unless you're like really into like hiking, which like yeah. I like hiking, but I'm not into like a 15 kilometer hike. So grasslands, there's like horses, mm-hmm. there's like a little bar, we can go on the lake, yeah. we can do a zip lining, we can do nature tours, it's a dark sky observatory, lots yeah. of fun stuff. So I, we can take your badminton rackets and play badminton. Ooh, I didn't think about that, that'd be fun. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah Cypress Hills is is great. I've, I've only ever been there once. I went to, uh, there in high school, we did a, a kind of a overnight or weekend trip or something cool and i the two memories i have of it one we i was playing go, mini golf and i actually got in shit because <gasps> i i hit the mini golf the ball uh the golf ball really hard and it bounced off of something and it bounced bounced backwards but it landed in a fountain it was pretty cool mm. uh the other memory so wait, we can play yeah. mini golf then oh yeah yeah totally we do that a lot when we go camping yeah it's true the other th- memory i have is that there was this uh girl in the class above me and i remember her saying this word they've rang in my head all these years later <laughs> i'm i'm not even gonna hook up with anyone this weekend <laughs> yeah you tell me the story yeah, yeah. and my my thought process here is what grade were you in oh i was in i was in grade eight so she would so have been grade, grade nine, nine. Okay. but i remember not not i remember i i'm thinking about it now i'm like how nice it must have been for that to be an option <laughs> 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 like can you imagine if i was to my friends i'm like I'm not even going to hook up with anyone this I weekend. I can't imagine you saying that. So. <laughs> and then they'll be like, yeah, we we know. <laughs> so, like, man, it'd be not, like, it'd just be cool to have options, you know? Yeah, in grade eight. Yeah. That's that's your that's your niece. Oh, God. She's in grade eight. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, don't have sex until you're married, kids. That's <laughs> I think that she wasn't probably talking about sex. She was probably talking about making out. Oh, to me, hooking up is, I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. But like, 
Cypress Hills is going to be great, you know? <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll hook up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you don't, uh, or maybe you'll go, I'm not even going to hook up with anyone this week. And I'll be like, well, I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Dakota. Cats. Do you like them or no? Uh, I used to not like them because one climbed on my head and dug its claws in. Ah. Now I think they're okay at best. Cool. You don't because they'll kill you. Yes. Uh, well, that's it's not that I don't like them. I think I, I'm sad that I can't play with them because I find mm. them like an interesting being. I think yeah. some cats are really cute. Some are vicious and evil. Um, mm-hmm. But they make my eyes like puff up and get real bad itchy. And then because I have asthma, um, like my lungs, well, my lungs will close up um, and I I can't breathe. So, yeah, I'm not like a big fan of cats. Mm-hmm. Looking at them, I'm like, that's fine. But uh yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They're just, to me, they're, dogs are where it's at. So I'm like, not butthurt that we can't, couldn't get, get a cat or anything, yeah. you know? Well, luckily, our beliefs about cats won't really have much sway on history. But did you know that in the Middle Ages, one man's belief about cats may have actually helped to spread the Black Death? Oh, so it's because of cats that we had that thing. No, but like some people think that. Anyways, okay. to start, so I guess I should tell you what we're talking about, hey? Yeah, that or would be... Or should I just, like, keep going? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> let's try it. Let's okay, try let's see, it. Let's let's see, see where goes. it takes us. I have no idea what we're going to talk about other than the cat yeah. thing. So to start, cats have always had a sort of reviled image. Although they were worshipped by ancient Egyptians for thousands of years, associating them with the goddess Beset. Their love for them was actually so well known that in a battle against the invading Persians in 525 BCE, the Persians painted the image of Beset on their shields and herded cats in front of them, hoping that the Egyptians would give up rather than risk hurting the animals. And it actually worked. Really? Yes. That's funny. Rather than harm these creatures, the yeah. Egyptians turned and fled. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think bunch it's... of sissies. Well, okay. If like a bunch of dogs were coming at you and you were like... I have to kill these dogs to kill the attackers. What would you do? You'd be like, yeah, kill the dogs. Yeah. All right then. All... And your little dog too. And your little dog too. <laughs> in ancient Rome, the leaders saw how useful cats were in protecting crops from vermin, and brought them from Egypt to Rome, where their ability to kill animals like rats increased their popularity. However, this all changed in the 1230s. So, what happened in the 1230s? You might ask. What happened in the 1230s? Well, on June 13th, 1233, Pope Gregory the one X, I-X. Is that the ninth? What? Sorry, what is it? I-X. That would be the ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. ninth. I'm thinking about the Final Fantasy games, and <laughs> I-X is nine. Okay, now I have to keep this in. Uh, yeah. Pope Gregory the ninth issued something called the Vox in Rama, which was an official papal decree declaring that Satan was a half-cat and sometimes took the form of a cat during satanic masses. That makes sense, because cats are assholes. Yes. Now, if you're wanting to know a little bit more about satanic masses and witches during the medieval period, I'd encourage you to listen to our two episodes from season one about witches. Yeah. They were... Uh, actually, that's how we got on our network, is that uh, the person who is... Uh, oh! Uh, for That's Not Canon was... Uh, like our witches episode. episodes. Nice. So, yeah. So... I guess they're good enough to get us on a network, so you should definitely go check them out. Yeah. You were all excited because they had uh, ejaculation dreams. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't it? Wasn't it that if you have a wet dream, you're a witch or something? You would could, that that a succubus was sleeping with you, and that it made you orgasm, and they oh. stole your semen. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Nonetheless, we know that this was a time period where the fear of witches ran rampant around Europe, and people were terrified that witches were in their midst. The Vox in Rama was just one more step that the Catholic Church took in an attempt to rid the world of these so-called witches. This papal decree condemned the heresy of Luciferianism, which was said to be rife in Germany. It was written in an attempt to bring order to the inquisitions that had been occurring in Germany and had been doing so under dubious means. The aim was to introduce due process and objective investigation into the beliefs of those accused. So it sounds good, I guess, but in practice, it turned out to be a bit bizarre. So in the papal bull, the Vox in Rama. Sorry, the papal bull? Papal bull. Bull is a decree. (sighs) Okay. We've talked about this. In this episode? Uh, no, in previous episodes. And I explained to you what a papal bull was, because I was like, oh, remember You either I- thought it was going to be an actual bull? <laughs> well, because I also thought that you would think a seal. <laughs> I know. Was a, a an actual seal. Yes. So, but no. This, this one, I don't know what it is, and you've never told me about it. It just means like a decree. It's like, this is what I'm ordering. A okay. papal order. So an order from the church. What is a papal? Like a pope. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> why not just say a pope? A popal. <laughs> Great idea. A popal bull. Yeah, a popal bull. So the papal bull, it describes in detail the initiation rites of the sect of Luciferianism, claiming that a potential initiate is first approached by a mysterious toad of gigantic size. Shortly after this, an emaciated pale man would appear whom the initiate would kiss and thereby forget all memory of the Catholic faith. Members of the sect would then meet for a meal, and when the meal ended, the group would arise and a statue of a black cat would come to life, walking backwards with its tail erect. <laughs> but here, let me read to you from the bull itself. So this is a quote from that Pope Gregory was writing um, about this group of Luciferianisms, and he was like, this is what they do, so if you are trying to search them out so that you can charge them, mm-hmm. these are things that you need to look for. Okay. Yeah, don't charge the bulls. No, but are you? We're on the same page. So he's reading this. So you, he wrote it. Yeah. He, he sorry. He wrote this. So they didn't. Uh, sorry. Sorry. So they knew about these. Yes. Cat people. Yes. What so is, that. Okay. So that the inquisitors could be like, you are a Luciferianism. Okay. So Luciferian. Okay. So like this pope is like, okay, these are the things. These are the telltale signs. Yes. For what this. Yeah. This cat person. Cat group, yes. Cat group is. Yes. Good. These devil okay. worshippers. Yeah, the, exactly. Devil worshippers. You got it. Okay. So this is what he wrote. Okay. The following rites of this sect are carried out. When any novice is to be received among them and enters the sect of the damned for the first time, the shape of a certain frog or toad appears to him. Some kiss this creature on the hindquarters and some on They're the mouth. On their ass? Yes. They're like, oh, let me just uh, tongue your ass here on a little toad. <laughs> no, gigantic toad. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, oh, all the better. More ass to, to please you with. <laughs> and some on the mouth. They re- <laughs> Never go ass to mouth. <laughs> they receive the tongue and saliva of the beast inside their mouths. 
Sometimes it appears unduly large and sometimes equivalent to a goose or a duck, and sometimes it even assumes the size of an oven. <laughs> Can you imagine? Sorry, I've got so many things in here. Okay, first I'm going to go with, uh, so they, they, they get the saliva of the, of the, the toad, toad or yeah. the fecal matter of the toad yeah and also can you imagine if we just like did measurements in like, <laughs> like with stove like be like oh that's about a half a stove yeah you like that one <laughs> i do <laughs> i think we should bring it back <laughs> yeah yeah all right <laughs> okay continue i'll, I'll try to you do. You we'll babe. see. We'll see. <laughs> At length, when the novice has come forward, he is met by a man of wondrous pallor who has black eyes and is so emaciated and thin that since his flesh has been wasted, seems to have remaining only skin drawn over bone. The novice kisses him and feels cold like ice, and after the kiss, the memory of the Catholic faith totally disappears from his heart. There's a lot of kissing happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this Pope was just like, this is his like sex fan fiction or something like that. Like he's like, and then the toad, then he licked the toad's ass. Oh, and this this very pin thin pale man uh, kissed him on the lips using lots of tongue. Like he's like he's like all pent up. Like yeah. maybe a succubus should be sleeping with him. You know, mm-hmm. get a little action in his panties. I don't. know I just feel like this guy's a pervert and he's wearing panties. Okay. <laughs> They feel so good in my rump. (laughs) That's how he talks. Afterwards, they sit down to a meal, and when they have arisen from it, the certain statue, which is usual in this sect of this kind, a black cat descends backwards with its tail erect. Is it a large cat or... Doesn't say how many ovens it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was a knee slapper there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was was a good callback. (laughs) First the novice, then the master, then each one of the order who are worthy and perfect kiss the cat on its buttocks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Nice, nice. That's hot. (laughs) Then each returns to his place and, speaking certain responses, they incline their heads toward the cat. Forgive us, says the master, and the one next to him repeats this, a third responding, we know, master, a fourth says, and we must obey. I think this Pope was really into, or wanted to eat, like, toss salad, you know? I think he wanted to eat some ass. There's a lot of butt kissing happening. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of the quote, but okay. I'll just, like, summarize more of what happened well, after. Before, before you do that, I want to say that that sounds like a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, summarize it. Okay, so after the ritual was completed, the bull, the papal bull, claims that the candles in the room would be extinguished and the group would engage in wild orgies with whomever was present. There was lots of ass-eating in this orgies. <laughs> in fact, that's all they did. <laughs> Once the candles are relit, a man from the dark corner of the... <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is he a, is he a cuck or something? <laughs> So I typed this all up, and obviously I researched it, but, like, right now, this just sounds so fucking stupid. There's just a man in the corner watching. <laughs> Is his wife a part of this, too? 
Is this the thin pale man? That... No, this is a dark man. Ah. Or a random man. He's not. No, this is the this is that glowing man that was oh. at the beginning of our story. Yeah. Okay, so once the candles are relit. <laughs> No, it is. It's it, you've inadvertently written a cuck into this story. <laughs> I didn't write it. This is that. Pope. This is just what happened. Yeah, the Pope wrote. It. Like this. This reads like bad Pope fiction. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I am a historian. Yeah, you're. I, you're I'm, a professional adult. I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, right, okay, sorry, right now I'm just thinking of like, there's so many this out of tens I could give this. Like, you know, I don't know which one I'm going to pull from, you know? I might give a few. We'll okay. see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Once the candles are relit, a man from a dark corner of the room comes forth from the loins upwards, shining like the sun. His lower part is shaggy like a cat. The members and the cat engage in a prayer, and then the meeting ends. <laughs> ah, thank you for all coming to our ass-licking orgy. I think it's been really successful this week. See you guys next next time. Don't forget to grab an Oreo on the way out. You know, because at those meetings, like AA, they always have, like, a you know, yeah, coffee and snacks. That's true. They, true. Not, that I, not that I've been. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the rest of this is going to be as exciting as what we just listened to. but Okay. So what's going on here? Nonsense. Well, <laughs> nonsense. Well, in this papal bull, Pope Gregory linked cats to Satanism and witchcraft. Mm. The man in the ritual was Lucifer, who the whole group firmly believed to have been wronged by God. As was expected of a former angel, his upper body shone as brightly as the sun, and his fall from grace was demonstrated in his lower body, where his skin was coarse and covered with fur like a cat. Mm. Mm. I'm picturing that his upper half is the size of a regular human but the bottom half is the size of an actual cat <laughs> so it's just he's really short <laughs> where did these thoughts come from um his erotic no i uh, have an answer oh, no. <laughs> no but i want to give my answer which right. is that his erotic dirty dirty brain that's pent up from not getting any ass licking in his life Pope Francis the ass licker. Gregory. What? Pope Gregory the ass licker, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, it comes from a papal inquisitor at the time, Conrad of Marburg, who was collecting confessions. And during his torturing of those accused of witchcraft, these mm. details came out. Yeah, that seems like what God would want. <laughs> <laughs> these were collected and given to the Pope who went on to write the bull in response. Sorry, sorry. So these people were like, like, oh, uh, we, we lick Toad's asses. Like, I feel like they were pranking this guy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like they were trying to get him. You maybe, know? <laughs> maybe. On October 11th, 1231, Gregory went on to appoint Conrad as the first Grand Inquisitor of Germany. We also do an Inquisitor episode in yeah. season Well, one. so this is interesting because I've been really into Star Wars lately. Because um, that'll be one show just finished a bit, and inquisitors are very big in that, you know, for seeking out the Jedi mm -hmm. and uh, trying to kill all the remaining Jedi. So, yeah. so that's what they were doing at this time. Yeah, but witches aren't real, whereas Jedi's are. in that universe are real. In that this universe, you're talking about yep, Jedi's are real. Yes. Like, that's nice. I'm. Am I? 
am i a jedi i was gonna say wizard <laughs> well it was an addy because <laughs> <laughs> i just i just watched a uh tiktok about a uh, this comedian was comparing how harry potter is just star wars and i'm like oh shit it is <laughs> so mm. all right so he appointed conrad as the first grand inquisitor of germany and gave him carte blanche to deal with all heretics as he saw fit so conrad was allowed to kill and do and torture as much as he wanted to mm-hmm Conrad's methods for identifying heretics was questionable to some. He tended to treat all of those accused as guilty until proven innocent and threatened all of those who would not confess with burning at the stake. Oh, man. And uh, uh, Pope Gregory was like, Don't fail me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because in this story now, uh, Pope Gregory is Darth Vader. <laughs> Makes sense. So. Those arrested by Conrad, therefore, had only two options— admit to heresy and spend the rest of their lives as a known former heretic or burn. At first, these rites with their orgies and obscenities seem to be deliberately far-fetched, as we've already identified. Mm -hmm. However, amongst the wild stories were some past beliefs that lent themselves to the dark image of witchcraft the church was attempting to conjure. In fact, the worship of cats had its roots in the pagan past, as we already discussed in Egypt and Rome. And in the 1100s, the church had already accused other groups of worshipping the devil in the form of a cat. Tying the cat to satanic worship, as Gregory did in the Vox in Rama, was a natural progression for the hatred of cats. Following the Vox in Rama, Conrad of Marburg accused a powerful count in taking part in these satanic orgies. The count was acquitted, and later that year, Marburg was mysteriously murdered, probably at the count's behest. The count? Yes, just some random count in Germany. Not <laughs> not from Sesame Street. <laughs> uh, just talking about the, to the, to the toad again, just... Uh, two, two ass legs. <laughs> but among the ordinary people, accusations of witchcraft began to spread as a way of settling grudges or seizing property, and cats began to be used as proof of satanic association. This reshaped the view of the cat in European society in general, morphing it from a pagan sacred animal into an agent of hell. This demonization led to the widespread violent persecution of black cats in particular, although no one can say for sure how many cats were killed because of the association between them and witchcraft. Some historians believe that the Vox in Rama acted as a death warrant for the cat, and indeed, the belief that the torture and killing of cats could break spells continued across northern Europe. In Denmark, a festival held at the beginning of Lent was based on the premise that for spring to begin, evil had to be banished. That evil came to be neatly personified in the form of black cats who were beaten to death to purge the new season of evil spirits. Elsewhere in Europe, the legacy of cat killings passed into folk practices, where cat burning became a favorite medieval pastime in France. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's a little funny, just the, the image of it, like, uh, you know, like, oh, what should we what should we do tonight? Like, oh, we could go golfing, we could, you know, watch some, uh, watch some TV. You know, I feel like burning some cats tonight, you know? <laughs> what? I don't know, I didn't even have words. Oh, is it that horrible? <laughs> No, I was actually just thinking about like how the torture of cats is like the sign of a serial killer sort of situation. Mm, that's very true. So I was like, did medieval Europe have tons of serial killers? I don't know. Maybe. In Belgium, it was customary to hurl them from church belfries and then set them on fire during the festival of cats. This persecution was so harsh that some scholars believe that by the 1300s, Europe's cat numbers were sufficiently depleted to prevent them from efficiently killing rats and mice, thus allowing for the bubonic plague to spread. 
However, that theory is a little bit far-fetched because myself and other historians um, know that the plague comes from fleas Mm. and those fleas then jump onto whatever host they can find, be it a cat, a rat, or a human. But still, it's a hypothesis held by some historians. While the clickbait articles claiming that the plague came to Europe due to Pope Gregory IX starting a war on cats, the truth is that this is probably unlikely. Instead, the Vox in Rama and its quote, Thou shall not suffer a cat to live, was more likely a representation of religious beliefs that were already part of the medieval psyche. So Dakota, what do you think? Well, that was great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit of a slow beginning, so a little bit of a slow end, but that middle chunk, <laughs> that gives you a great rating. That was great. Thank you. Um, just like, I think that these guys... This I really like that you're like holding your head at this point. You're I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> this so is the, why we need this, like YouTube to this, watch this, us. This inquisitor guy, I think that's who it was, who was yes. torturing these people. Yes. Uh, to get information. Conrad, you're right. Conrad. Um, he, I think he was on punked with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I th- was it Ashton Kutcher who was like, like <clears throat> it's he's getting tortured. He's got his arms like in like one of those like stretchy things, and he's like. <laughs> To- toad ass licking <laughs> and they're like hmm that sounds right that sounds right so that's crazy and then just this this pope pervert uh, writing all this stuff is like i don't know it's crazy i am going to give you a few ratings okay, okay. so we're gonna go they're all gonna be the same rating yep. but out of something different okay, okay we're perfect. gonna give you 8.6 okay. ass lickers out of 10 okay 8.6 pervy popes out of 10. Okay. 8.6 pope fan fiction out of 10. 8.6 cuckle doodle doos out of 10. 8.6 stoves out of 10. <laughs> ovens. Ovens? Yeah. Oh, there were stoves. Well, oven. It's an oven because they didn't have stoves back then. They're different things. 8.6 ovens out of 10. <laughs> um. What else do I got here? I feel like there's more. Uh, 8.6 Tiny Cat Man out of 10. 8.6 uh, Cat Burners out of 10. I don't know. Just I'm running out of them. But like <laughs> the point is that there was lots of funny material in this. Lot of material I feel in like this, this is going to be a good episode based on that I gave you. <laughs> six ratings yeah or so more. i feel like it should be higher than an 8.6 like i feel like you should be bumping it up oh. to like a 9.6 no no because it had that middle and and end <laughs> you like don't like the history part of it no that's the whole <laughs> point of this podcast is i still don't i know but you've learned so much yes that's fair so i think this was a good one i think that this pope needs to get laid i think that a lot of popes need to get laid yeah he just he's putting out all this energy into the room that that says i want to eat ass you know <laughs> and and who doesn't you know I'm... we've all eaten an ass in our days no everyone has we've all done it oh <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, now you're wondering dakota have you eaten ass because <laughs> stop because I said it so matter-of-factly, but then I laughed. That's a good point. So I want to know, listeners. No, you're ruining my podcast. 
off my podcast, hey? Hey, this, oh, I'm Liz. This is, I'm the queen of the podcast. This is my podcast. You know what? Listeners, tell me in the comments, do you think I've eaten ass or not? <laughs> Sorry if I'm ruining this, but I had to double down because someone thinks it's her podcast. I'm the star. I'll leave. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. We're getting this is getting away from me. <laughs> well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoy <laughs> <laughs> What? I just like processed what you said. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well, I mean, I think you just keep going. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. Word of ass licking mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian. On Facebook, under The Reluctant Historian Podcast, I haven't been posting a lot there, so Instagram's mostly where you get it. You can also leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash the historian. Or shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to the reluctant historian at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Remember, you're nothing without me. <laughs> <laughs>